Don't forget, Fishby, this is a very serious podcast for very serious people. That's how we roll. It's what we do. Fishby on the bass. Bonjour, amigos. Welcome back. Glad you're here. What's the worst that could possibly go wrong? So how about that State of the Union? Talk about a rock'em, sock'em, late-night political party. Thank you, yes, please, and I do. <laughs> Hashtag so too. Oh, the drinking games that I didn't participate in. If you didn't watch it, here's what you need to know. There was a lot of heckling. That was the big story. This used to not be a thing at the State of the Union. This is like when the Prime Minister of England gets before Parliament and things get real fucking weird. The State of the Union is traditionally not that. There's not lots of heckling. This year there was. But somehow, Grandpa Joe, defying all the odds, a Rocky-like performance doesn't fucking melt. Somehow he's talking and getting heckled, and just the fact that he didn't wither and, and, and just become a puddle of however Adam Carolla used to describe Don Imus. Just that he didn't do that uh, was a miracle and came out as a win for Biden, I guess. I guess. I mean, it was, it was okay. I'll, I'll give it that. It was okay. But I DVR'd the thing, and then I, it rolls right into uh, to CNN's breakdown of the State of the Union. And CNN does realize they're a news outlet because it just sounded like rah, rah, rah. They went from one analyst to another to another to another, and all of them said the same thing. Well, that, that's the best I've ever heard Grandpa Joe look or sound, no doubt about it, a winner of a night for Grandpa Joe. Which seems a little, a little biased. Is there a chance that those particular analysts might be predisposed? Those, I tried it twice, neither of them are words, might be predisposed to those conclusions. CNN does realize they're an actual news outlet. They'll have like 10 people on the set. They'll have one token conservative who's very fucking vanilla in their conservative views. Other things I know. Apparently, Dr. Jill and the second what's-his-name, I don't fucking... Uh, uh, Kamala's husband, Doug, our first Doug... Um, they had some kind of strange kiss that had the, the internet a buzz, whatever a buzz in the internet is. Um, Marjorie Taylor Greene, uh, did let's, let's get to the real brass tacks of this motherfucking state of the union. Marjorie Taylor Greene, let, let's get to what they were wearing. Cause Marjorie Taylor Greene wore this for her heckling. She knew she was going to be featured prominently on the television for her world-class former CrossFit coach. I've shot a million rounds of ammunition and I'm a white chick left on the cutting room floor and I'm going to be on TV for my goddamn heckling. She wore that kind of coat and it was uh, uh, glowing white. It lo looked like she needed a time machine for Puff, Diddy, Puff Daddy's white parties. 
But that's how she looked. It was all in white. And then the collar. And then a white fur collar. And then gold chains hanging out. It looked like she stole it from Rick Ross's closet. Marjorie Taylor Greene is taking this. I'm a fucking gangster now. Way too fucking seriously. She's not a gangster. She is a lunatic CrossFit former QAnon coach or former QAnon follower CrossFit coach who shot a million rounds of ammo and white chick left on the cutting room floor. That's who she is, but she's borrowing the duds from Rick Ross and it looks fucking weird. She's trying to assert the fact that she's a goddamn boss. She's one bad bitch. Uh, she's bad. That's that. That's it. And then also having the internet's heart aflutter was Kirsten Cinema's yellow dress, the new independent. Uh, Kirsten Cinema. It was it was a beautiful dress. I, I I thought it accentuated her unique curves. I actually thought she looked uh, rather attractive for a senator. Uh, Kirsten Cinema. It was this beautiful canary yellow dress. But then the shoulder pads. It looked like she stole it from Katy Perry's closet. They they weren't really shoulder pads. They're like these giant shoulder poofs. Each one of them far too big for the dress. Each one of them farther than her head. I don't know if you've ever driven by a farm and seen like giant fucking heads of lettuce. It looked like she had a giant head of lettuce. <laughs> On each shoulder. That's how it looked. The real question is about the State of the Union. Does anyone care? Does anyone fucking care? And I don't, I don't know the answer to that. The, the impression that I get from the State of the Union is that Grandpa Joe is going to announce that he's running for president again in a couple weeks, two, three, I don't know, which I find a little depressing. He kept saying, finish the job. He said it like 17 times, just guessing, during the course of the thing. Finish the job. And I'm guessing that will be the central theme of the re-election campaign. I wanted to talk about... Uh, well, actually, I had some other shit, but I see Fish B kicking over the question. Does this mean the music's going to start? Can I hit two other things real quick, even though now I fucked up the entire show? Here's the trouble with Biden running again, just real quick. Here's one of the headwinds he's up against. There's a brand new Gallup poll just came out. Gallup, they're the polling people. You can trust their polls. But the new Gallup poll... 50% of Americans, fully fucking half, say they are worse off financially today than they were 12 months ago. 50 fucking percent of Americans, worse off financially than they were 12 months ago. This is a major political headwind. This is the worst number since May of 2009. Only 35% of Americans think they're better off than they were a year ago. And some of that's understandable because everyone that has a 401k, the market is down fucking, you know, 25% or whatever it is year over year. Okay. I wanted to talk about CNN Good Morning Tiny Audience today. They were all back on the same set today. It looked very uncomfortable. But I won't extrapolate. I have Fish Beast questions in my hand now. I watched La La Land last night. Can I talk about La La Land first? Never seen it before. I'll try to answer these questions very quickly and get to my profound thought on La La Land. Starring one of the Ryans and Emma Stone. There's so many Ryans in Hollywood, I cannot keep them track. I cannot. 
Yo, it's me, Fish B. Oh, and speaking of Hollywood. And what the fuck is going on with J-Lo and Affleck? And more importantly, are we cool with Leo's new relationship? Yeah, DiCaprio's got a new one. He's a sly dog. I like this Leo. And is NBA all-time scoring champ LeBron James the best ever? And okay, I break. What the fuck is going on with Reno? Thank you, Fish B. We'll, we'll start. Are you sure you don't want to hear about my very profound extrapolations of La La Land? Like seven years too late? Or however long it's been. What the fuck is going on with J-Lo and Affleck? I don't, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. TMZ knows. I don't know. They appear to, to, the camera caught them in an unpleasant discussion while sitting in the audience during the Grammys. That's what's going on with them. And they're selling J-Lo's house in Beverly Hills. They were going to move into it. Now they're not. I don't know what those two things mean together. And more importantly, are we cool with Leo's new relationship? So Leo's in Mr. DiCaprio, as I call him, entire dating career has been mid-20-something models. He's 48 years old. He's still dating mid-20-something models. Although not this time. I mean, it's not like they're getting married. This time it's a 19-year-old model. Does it really does it really matter? Who fucking cares? I have bigger fish to fry, as they say. Are those kids happy? That's all I care about. Are those kids happy? Catherine McPhee seems happy, and she's married David Foster, who's like a million years older than her. And she apparently still has the McFever. And is NBA all-time scoring champ LeBron James the best ever? He passed Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, a record that stood for 38 years, I believe. It's a big deal being the NBA's all-time leader in scoring, especially when LeBron is more of a facilitator than a scorer, but he puts up big numbers, obviously. But best ever? I mean, just to the eyeball test, he's not as good as Jordan. He's not as good as Kobe. Larry and Magic? Yeah, 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 he's right there. But best ever? No, come on. Come on! I mean, really, really fucking good. Like, one of the top five people to ever play basketball in the history of the world is a pretty fucking good thing. Leading the league is it's a pretty big thing. All-time NBA scoring leader? It's a big deal. And okay, I break. What the fuck is going on with Reno? Well, obviously, that's where the podcast Hall of Fame is, you know, next to world's second largest McDonald's by square footage. Excuse me. A little tongue tied today. But there is a bigger plan. Well, it's funny. I believe uh, Bunny and I revealed it in a podcast last week that wasn't posted, and there's a word for a podcast that wasn't posted, and that's just a lost recording. 
So I think we'll get to it, but there's something about Reno that's put a sparkle in both of our eyes. It's the biggest little city in the world. So I think we'll do a podcast this week. We'll break it down. You, you know, you know, you know what I'll talk about tomorrow too. Holy fucking shit! Talk about life getting weird. I'm going to the chapel, and by chapel, I mean the courthouse. Four weeks from tomorrow, I think this thing is happening. <laughs> you got cold feet, Fishby? It's too late. So we'll talk about that tomorrow. We'll talk. Uh, we'll talk with Bunny about that a little bit too. So can I talk about La La Land real quick? I got time. Sure, Fishby, don't stop playing. I got time. So La La Land. There were there was one. If you're into media and performing and shit, there was one just just, just profound truth of a quote hidden in that movie that I need to share from La La Land. I believe it was Emma Stone breaking it down to one of the Ryans. People love what other people are passionate about. Meaning, if you want people to love what you fucking do, if you want people to buy into it, you got to be crazy fucking passionate about it. If it's not your baby, if it's not the love of your life, if it's not your thing, if you're not willing to give up everything else in your life for it, just saying, people love what other people are passionate about. And I guess it's okay you stop playing. But I don't want to ruin the... But it's been out for so long. Could I, spoiler alert on, on, on La La Land. But, but it, it, it's also kind of a mind fuck because, because the big theme of the film is, 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 is two people that, that are both pursuing that same passionate dream with that same amount of vigor can't both have their dream. They can live happily ever after with one or the other, but they both can't have it, I think, is the, is the thing there. In other news, and why does this shit never happen to us, Fishby? Why has why this never happened to musicians and their friends? New Zealand found 3.5 tons of blow floating in the ocean. There's always these stories about people finding blow floating in the ocean. We've been in the ocean. Never once have we... We've lived in most fucking. We've lived dangerously close to the Pacific Ocean many times, and then the Atlantic. We lived in a beach town in Rhode Island. We lived in goddamn a beach town in Florida. Never once. Ever since Gilbert died, more screaming. Say adios, Fishby. <laughs> 